We can. We separate the winners from the losers. Dare I say, heads will roll. Oh, son! We're back, and we're here with the vengeance. Season's almost come to a close. CFP has finally dropped its first poll, and we are got a week where we separate the winners from the losers. Ooh. And I'm ready to roll. Welcome back to Blind Lines on the Foolery Podcast Network. I'm Boone. That's Jaron. Jer, how do we feel this week, Dude, man? It's great. You gotta be careful where you say poll because if Kevin Sumlin's listening, he's gonna get a little too excited. Might get another DUI. Kevin Sumlin and uh what was the former what was it, Steve Sarkeesian staff member? What was that? <laughs> pole assassin, dare I say? <laughs> oh, the pole assassin. <laughs> Oh my god! It's so good that we didn't have a pod last year. That would have been that would have been the whole the whole year. What a what a, what a throwback! <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> off the rails already. I love it. It's just yeah, coming yeah. out. So, all right, guys. Yeah, uh, last week was a decent week. I, I felt better about it. But then again, I didn't really cross reference check how we did. I was just riding the vibe, man. Riding the vibe all weekend. Gotcha. I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it hang. Then let's go game by game here. Uh, Oregon oh, no. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right, go for it. What do we got? Oregon. Oregon at Utah. Uh, we had Oregon uh, favored by six and a half here. We said, uh, you know, let's let's ride with Oregon here, uh, given the points. <laughs> good and, call. And it w- it was a good call. I, I will say Utah. What a disappointment. You have game day there. You got you know you got people getting excited, and it just. Really don't 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 even show up to the game. Uh, the offense couldn't get anything going, and uh, ultimately and that's kind of how I figured it would go. It's either this was going to be defensive struggle, or I mean, Utah just look the Cam Rising thing's killing them right now. Yeah, it, it was funny because it's like we were talking about how bad that was the situation, and then Barnes actually played pretty good the week before, and then mm-hmm. going into this game, I think it's just Oregon has a good defense. I I still think that Washington game they probably should have won. Um, if you look at the stats in the box score, they probably would have won. But yeah, Bo Nix in this game, twenty four for thirty one, two hundred forty eight yards, two touchdowns, no mistakes. Uh, and then you know on the flip side, Barnes fifteen for twenty nine, uh, only one hundred thirty six yards and two interceptions. That that's the that's the game right there. Uh, mm. You know they threw up a stat here about Barnes, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Are they gonna they're gonna throw up some stats about Barnes? That's that's great. Nope, his stat is grew up raising approximately twelve thousand pigs. They I put saw that, that on Fox. Most most in FBS, by the way. <laughs> so yes. somebody somebody did digging and was like FCS. That's not the case, friend. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some F- FCS farmers out there. Uh, but anyways, we get, a, we get a first win there. That was a good start. And then we had Oklahoma at Kansas. This was a no-take for us because we were too close to the line. Uh, <laughs> ultimately, what a uh, call. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, it was nine and a half. Uh, we, Boone, I'm, I'm going to say you were on the wrong side of this if we're going to say anything, but... Uh, actually, no, I was. I apologize. This this is my fault. Oh no, mm-hmm. I was. I wasn't. You were. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, it was. I was about to say it was me. Yeah, yeah. You you had twelve. I will fess seven. up. I'll fess up to it. <clears throat> yeah, we got some we got some some frauds over there at Oklahoma. Um, I mean, the whole story here is is ultimately, you know, they couldn't stop the run. Uh, Dylan Gabriel didn't play very well. They only threw the ball nineteen times and for one hundred seventy one yards. That he had a pick six early in the game. Uh, and that that'll do it for you. Uh, the this is this was kind of a crazy stat. I don't think I've ever seen this happen in college football. Uh, they scored last last five touchdowns that were scored. Two point conversions were went went for it on each team. So Kansas scored, Oklahoma scored, Kansas scored, Oklahoma scored, and then Kansas scored to 
in the game. They all went for two. None of them converted. Zero conversions for two. Uh, kind of kind of interesting stat there. That's so uh, wild. Ultimately, that game was insane. It was a fun game to watch. I, I, I kind of was disappointed we didn't take Kansas. I, I, I should have been... We, we both should have been higher on Kansas because we, we were, I think we were leaning towards Oklahoma being frauds, but uh, Kansas Kansas showed up and they didn't wait, have wait for this week, my guy. And you they had my guy. Chance. They had they had Bean playing. They didn't even have a, a Daniel. That's what I'm. So. I think that's where I'm. Like, look, Jason Bean's not like, blech. but at the same time, like, I don't have as much faith in him as I do yeah. Daniels. So I don't know. I'm, this was kind of a prove it to me game. I may have may have not have been watching that game with a, a certain group of people, and someone yelled. Go Beaner and didn't know what it meant, so we Ooh, had, we had to educate them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good, it was a good time. Mm, uh, good moment. Duke, Duke at Louisville was the next game. Uh, we we this, this is my fault. I'm sorry. Ugh. I was high on Duke here. Uh, Yuck. And ultimately, hindsight, it was a tough spot for them uh, off of some hard hard challenges, and then obviously Riley Leonard beating hurt again. Some uh, hard times. Ultimately, story story of the day is Riley Leonard's a fraud, which I called, but I kind of for some reason didn't want to stick to my guns there. Nine for twenty three, one hundred twenty one yards, one interception. Uh, Jake Plummer on Louisville side only threw the ball sixteen times, eleven completions for one hundred seventeen yards. Didn't matter; they dominated twenty three zero. Dude got nothing going for him. Uh, only had two hundred two total yards. Uh, can't win games like that, so. Uh, ultimately, uh, we, we took a loss there pretty pretty early. Uh, BYU at Texas, we lost this one as well. We said BYU getting 17.5 points is too much with these backup quarterbacks in. Yeah, uh, they got smoked, dog. I, the funny thing is, like at the end of the pod yesterday, like last week, I was like, dude, should we be like, what if, what if Texas has a good quarterback? Ultimately, the quarterback wasn't the difference here. Um, you know, he only, Murphy went for 16 for 25 for Texas for 170 yards. It was the defense. Yeah, and, and one interception. Didn't look that special, but... Uh, ultimately, that, that that's what decided the game there. Uh, yeah. And then ultimately, you know, 292 yards for BYU uh, to 354. The, the big the big story was the turnovers. Uh, three turnovers for BYU and Texas uh, had two. So uh, kind of a sloppy game but uh, offensively for them, but they end up pulling away. Uh, next game we had in Jacksonville, Georgia at UF. Um, we, we we ended up going with, uh, with UF here uh, because they were given 14 points here. And we just felt like that was too much. Ultimately, Georgia uh, ends up winning by 23, which which isn't crazy that we weren't too far off there. I think Georgia just showed that, uh, you know, they stomped it early. Florida ends up scoring 13 late and kind of bringing it back closer. But that was just a non-competitive I'll be, I'll, game. I'll be honest. When Florida first scored that touchdown, I thought, okay, we got ourselves a game. Yeah. And yeah. that was basically all they did. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like the truth though with college football is like honestly like sometimes that first drive is just kind of like eh, it just happens and yeah, you just I don't know if it's just scripted plays yeah it's just it's just something there and then all of a sudden you see some adjustments and it, it's you know step on the throat so uh, then we go to Tennessee at Kentucky in the SEC uh, we were on the side of Tennessee here because they were only giving four points and so uh, we said it should be seven and a half and they end up winning by six mm. uh, thirty three to twenty seven. Uh, ultimately, you know, you see the second quarter was, was the big, the big quarter is 13 points to Tennessee to 17 Kentucky's a 30 point scored in that quarter. Um, ultimately, you know, Milton looked pretty good. I mean, 17 for 20 passing for 227 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and Leary surprisingly played really well. If you would have told me that he was going to go for 373 yards and two touchdowns, I would have told you, oh gosh, we're not going to cover this four. Um, but ultimately that, you know, Tennessee was able to kind of at least, Keep their keep it at arm's length most of the game, uh, and and cover the six for us. So that was a good win for us. Uh, Colorado at UCLA. UCLA uh, was given seventeen points. We said twenty one. Uh, 
I think we were right on this. I think the problem we did, honestly, we got backdoored here at the end. Uh, it, was, yeah, it was a tough beat, uh, but ultimately the story of the game, 242 total yards for Colorado to 487s of UCLA's. Uh, Colorado only rushed the ball for 25 total yards. The big story was 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 obviously the backdoor, but four turnovers for UCLA, and I think three of those were in the red zone. That's, I mean, they could have they could have won by like 60. Like it, it, got, it was really ugly. Uh, Colorado was kind of lucky to even keep this somewhat close, um, but ultimately 12 points there. Uh, we were covering by one point, and they scored right at the you know literally the last like minute or so of the game. Uh, didn't get the cover there, but that's how it goes. Uh, Oregon State at Arizona. This was uh, another game, the, the 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 Nick at night game sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> Oregon State. Uh, we, we were on their side here. We were with, uh, we were with Arizona, sorry, uh, because they were getting three and a half, and we thought. Welcome um, to hell. Yeah, so we took we took Oregon here's a <laughs> and ultimately uh we ended up covering here. Uh they end up winning by three, so yeah, uh, not only do they cover, but they win by three and you know, pretty good game there. Um yeah. back and forth. Do we want to talk about that right before halftime? Do you want to bring it up? Uh yeah, we can. Um yeah, so ultimately what ends up costing the game, they lose by three. At halftime, and, and this is kind of like the late game, and so people were kind of watching. Um, and at halftime, for whatever reason, Oregon State lines up to kick a field goal uh, from their own 30 with like three seconds left. And they decide to run a fake field goal. And, of course, you know, they actually it was a pretty good field goal try or a fake, fake try. But the problem was there was only three seconds on the clock, so you had to score a touchdown. Um, yep. they, they end up getting like a first down in like 15 yards, but then they're still 15 yards short. It was... It was completely insane. I don't know what they thought they were going to catch. It was that Pac-12 after dark magic, baby. It was just insane. And ultimately, it's it's only fitting that they lost by three points in the end. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm fine with it, though. Arizona ends up getting the cover. Yeah, that would have sucked if they tied it up and then, you know, then then end up winning by six or seven and and going away. So uh, it works out for us, though. So I'm I'm happy with it. So cover there. And then, uh, of course, our Cheeks game. The Cheeks. The cheeks, uh, the cheeks curse, the flip that we're doing is is is. I think it's over dude. It's for magic. It's, it's hitting magic. It's hitting right now because we were like, this is insane. Why would we take Northwestern ever in this game? Uh, end up taking because we said Maryland should be favored by seventeen and a half. They were only favored by thirteen and a half. So normally we'd be on Maryland side, but we said, you know what, the cheeks magic. We're gonna flip it, dude. Northwestern wins this game by six, <laughs> going away a little bit <laughs> for their standards. Yes, going away. And 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 it wasn't like a fluke game where there's a bunch of turnovers. Yes, Maryland did have two turnovers, but it was 391 yards to 364 yards for Northwestern. Yeah, they just did it not look like the better team, which was shocking. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was very shocking to say the least. I think you know maybe missing Kevin Sumlin on the sideline was a, a challenge for them. So it definitely uh, was. Definitely yeah, was. There was yeah. a shot to the brotherhood. So and p- plot twist, he's he's still not back this week. So ultimately, <laughs> we go four and four oh, on the no. week. Four and four on the week, uh, and so that puts us at 35, 37, and three on the season. So mm-hmm. hopefully this week we can get it back turned around. Uh, we got some new strategies, new plays uh, to, to come our way. So we'll get into that. But uh, let's uh, let's take it to uh, you know we want to hit one of these segments. Oh yes, sir. I uh, well that dep- you want to talk about the things we learned, and then then we talk about you know yeah, 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 a yeah. couple well, things we want to look at, and then maybe even a even a trip to the old boneyard to see yeah. what Boone's got in his trunk that he's ready to. I'm, I'm ready to learn up. some things. I'm in. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm also ready to learn some things. So, you know what? The more you learn, the more you know, the more you know, no, you're, you're just in, in the know. know. It's the things we've learned. The, the things, things we've learned. learned. 
everybody in harmony at the very last bit there. All right, yes, yeah, so the things we've learned. Uh, things I have learned. Uh, Heisman race, I think, needs to stop being this damn quarterback's club. Let's go ahead and cut that up. It's done. Cut the ropes. Let's be more inclusive. Come on, everybody. It's 2023. Let's be more inclusive. And I got your front runner right here. He's proven week after week now he is the difference. And his team definitely would not be in some of these games. They would not be coming out on top if it was not for him. And I'm looking at you, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison should be our Heisman winner. I really, legitimately, the guy is an X Factor. He changes the game, puts it on its head. I mean, he single-handedly was the whole reason Penn State was struggling. I mean, that, that guy blew the doors open. Well, they were struggling against Wisconsin for a bit, too. And then, of course, just like high school, McCord to Harrison, they got it going again, bails them out one more time. And it's not like you could sit here and really just be like, hey, let's just like lock them down or double-team them. Because, you know, Stover's there. You know, Egbuka's there. Like, they still have got good wide receiving options. Carnell Tate, they've got good wide receiving options at Ohio State. It's just, he is just so damn hard to guard. He's incredible. So, yeah, I think I think Marvin Harrison needs to be your front runner for the Heisman. Um, which brings me to my next point. Ohio State takes over n- number one with the first CFP polls dropping. And I can tell you right now, after taking one solid look at that bad boy, this CFP poll ranking is going to be all over the place this year. It's going to be nuts. Because I can almost guarantee you, if you look at the CFP polls in the, ba- in the past, the first ones that dropped versus what we got at the end of the year. They've all been kind of crazy. They've all been all over the place. And for who you have in the top four, two of those guys play each other. Maybe, well, that's not next year. I almost wanted to say twice. But we're not not in the new age of Big Ten. Uh, I would almost hope that we play oh, that gosh. game twice. It that way we don't I have can't, to. They just completely wrecked. Yeah, that's that's a miserable that they don't. Can you imagine if that. we have the game twice in one year, and one of them is for the title? Like, ugh. yeah, no. Come I, on. I will say with the college football, I agree. It's going to be all over the place this year. It, it, it would be fitting if this was the first year that like there was a real argument of someone being left out because like they've been doing it for what nine years now, and this will be the tenth year. And, right before they switched to 12, too. Yeah, and, and exactly. Right before they switched to 12. And I, I don't think you could go back. You could argue this, this, you know, where people were slotted at. But the top four, I don't think you could argue one way or the other um, and, and, and really argue against it for the last to nine years. Everyone that should have gotten in got in. Um, and, and you, you know, like I said, you could jockey for spots and make arguments there. But really... There wasn't one year that we've looked back and said, like, oh, man, that team really got screwed. I guess UCF can make an argument for themselves, but, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, e- even for all the naysayers out there saying, like, oh, well, Cincinnati had no business. Look, guys, undefeated is undefeated. Well, that's the thing. It, yeah, exactly. If you get – I mean, you deserve to be there if you deserve to be there. And, you know, obviously you have to play teams. You can't be UCF. and literally On top of that, you win your conference, too. If you got one loss and – you're more deserving than the rest of the field, and yeah, hell yeah. So you should it, go. It wouldn't be shocking if if some team got left out this year uh, that that had a solid argument, uh, which well, which is going to be interesting to see. Well, so. ideally, that's where I think I'm going with this. Is if you look at a lot of that, like you got like two to three Pac-12 teams right there. You got two to three SEC teams right there. You got two to three. Well, eh, Penn State's kind of on the outside looking in right now, but still, you got two to three 
Big yeah, Ten teams but, looking right there, but, and they but, all still kind of got to play each other. Well, that's the thing. If Penn State ends up winning, if if they go in and be, uh, you know, they go and beat Michigan, and they end up somehow making it, and Michigan beats Ohio State, and Ohio State, I don't really know how that three way would work. But let's just say they all have one loss, and Penn State happens to have the tiebreaker that gets them into the 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 Big Ten championship, and they beat you know Iowa or Wisconsin, or whoever makes it, and like it would be hard to make an argument against them, like it really would be. So yeah, uh, but then it would be also like, hey, it's not fair, you know, Ohio State, like they beat that team, and so or Michigan, they beat that, you know, it's like how do you? <laughs> it's it's just a mess, um, which I love, which is honestly all oh, Big Ten's fault. But if they end up getting left out because of themselves, that would be that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I think at this point you have five undefeated teams that have a legitimate chance, and ultimately uh, two two of them are playing each other. So you're going to end up with potentially four, and that would I think that would be the perfect scenario. Is you have four, you know, Power Five conference champions. You're going to put them in and it's undefeated. That yeah, there there really is no question. After it's that, that it's that simple. So yeah, uh, well, Oklahoma took themselves out of it this last week. Uh, so yeah, way way to go, Oklahoma. Don't know what was going on, but all right, two two week hangover after beating Texas. Uh, All right, and this does not come off the back of Oklahoma. Brent Venables is nowhere close to this, but uh, coaches, plural. I'm 10 weeks in. Coaches, plural, are getting fired at the end of this season. I mean, this might be the most coaches we've seen fired in five years' time. It's You get some real stinkers out there. You've got some that started pretty hot, and then it is cooled Terribly. I mean, just ice. It's horrible. You've got some that walked in with really big expectations, and they have done nothing, nothing with it. And then you've just had some that have, you know, Michigan State, uh, that have just, you know, got some heinous acts going on. And it's just time to say goodbye. Time to take it on down the road. So, yeah, those are the things I've learned. Marvin Harrison should be our Heisman. CFP is going to be super unpredictable again, but this might this might be the one year that it just gets Absolutely haywire because there's really no clear cut number one in my opinion. Um, because you could make a case for all of the guys in the top four to take it, and then uh, yeah, coaches are getting fired, tons of them. Yeah, and I think like honestly now, like college football, like there's just less patience, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's at well, this especially point, with the introduction of the transfer portal being what it is. Yeah, you can I, you can basically flip a roster in a year. Well, that's exactly it. It's like, I'm just going to, you might as well, like, cut bait and move on, um, which we'll see how that works out for everyone that decides to do that. Uh, I personally am not a fan of that philosophy, but you know what? All power to you if that's how you want to run your program. Yeah. I mean, make your own decisions. That's how it goes. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think, you know, there, there are some examples out there. I think, obviously, Mike Norvell at FSU is a good example right now. Where it's well, like, right. That was pa- that was patience. It paid be, off. Let's be patient. But you could also argue with Florida State. Didn't wasn't patient with Willie. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that's they weren't. They weren't, and that was a little bit of you know some contradictory statement. But but at the time there wasn't. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff on the season. At the time there wasn't really the transfer portal as it is now. So it's it's a little bit of a different scenario. But my point is 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 yeah, you 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 can be patient. Um, but obviously a lot of people are teams are choosing not to because they're just power hungry right now. Right. So yeah, you don't want to get left behind in the shuffle of college football. So that, that, that I think that's kind of the point. Um, okay. Well, what, what do you got for us? I, I believe you you want us to look oh, at some things. Oh, oh, oh. oh look at that! <laughs> that's right, baby. We're bringing the segment back. That's right. We got good vibes last week, so we're going to bring it back again this week. We got some stuff to look at, Boone. You ready to look at some things? I'm ready to look at some things. Bring it on. 
All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to, I got a few segments this week. A lot of it is uh, sound clips, and so we're going to go through some of these. Um, mostly coach, coach, coach making some weird comments. Um, this oh. one, this one's one of my favorites, a little obscure. Uh, we got the Charlotte coach. Uh, at, at, at FAU, um, yeah, they're playing a game here, and it's uh, in the third quarter. End of the third quarter, they're losing to FAU. It's about to start the fourth quarter, and he's giving a press conference on the sideline. And uh, let, let's take a quick listen into that. When we hurt ourselves, we 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 we're, we're like watching sausage being made. It's just a horrifying experience. Um, and you know, look, this is football. For God's sake, just block and tackle people. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't do anything else. Don't talk to anybody. Don't push any. I don't care what anybody says. To you. Just do your damn job. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> Yo, Biff Pogey's my guy. Dude, he's the best. Football coach. Like a true football coach. Have you seen what he wears? Yes. He's like the Bill Belichick of the college football. It's even worse. It's like the old guy at the gym who hasn't worked out in years but is wearing muscle tees. Cut off muscle tees that he he definitely took to scissors in the car before he walked in to be like, yeah, boys, it's time to lift today. This guy, oh, my gosh. From the season's beginning, I believe he was at the AAC. uh, Are are they CUSA? No, I think they're AAC now. Um, He was at that, that media days, and, like, nobody showed up to talk to him. Like, like the Charlotte football team when they're like, hey, here we are. Like, has anybody got any questions? Crickets. I mean, there must have been seven people in there. And that was the one time I've seen this man in a suit. And he was just kind of like, I don't need to hear it. I don't need nobody's, uh, you know, approval or nothing. No, we're just going to show you what we're about at Charlotte football, damn it. That's right. Don't be a fan later. And, like, walked out. So set the tone right then and there. And this guy, I mean, from start to finish, what what entertainment we have in Charlotte. I just, yeah, I love how he's just seeing the sausage being made. <laughs> I mean, it's horrifying. <laughs> then he just... treats football like a punishment. Don't yeah. talk to nobody. Don't look at nobody. <laughs> These kids are trying to have fun out here. No. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that, that, that's one of many we got here. Uh, we'll, we'll knock out some more. Uh, this one this one is a little interesting to me, but let's uh, let's touch on it. So, uh, Pat Narduzzi, they lose. Uh, they get, oh, they, get no. bent, they don't just lose. They get bent over by Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> oh, and and no. he, he started to get questions from some of the media there at Pitt. And uh, this is some comments he made after the game uh, about his team. situation your team's going through, what, why do you think that is? Um, when, you, when, you, when you lose like you lost today, you had a tough one last week, you know, why is it? You know, I'll go back. I mean, you, you, as a football coach, you, you know, you lose a lot of good players a year ago. You think as a coach you're going to, you know, you're going to replace them. We obviously have And, um, you know, uh, you know, again, it starts with me. Um, and, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't do a good enough job coaching today. And, you know, put it on, put it on me. Um, and, uh, I mean, we got to make plays. So, you know, it just comes down to. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, Pat. yeah, he com- comes out, uh, hey, uh, coach, so, uh, what, what, you know, what's going wrong for your team? Well, you know, we're losing, and, uh, you know, we, we lost some players last year, and, uh, you know, we, we thought we replaced them in the transfer portal. Clearly, clearly we didn't. Oh, my word. No, no better way to have, and then just to walk in to the locker room after that. Hey, guys, just wanted to say I, I didn't think you were good enough, and you know what? That's on me. I brought you here. I thought you guys would be pit material. You're not. 
Yeah, so the, uh, that's on me. What started going around before the actual clip went around was a the, a quote from one of the reporters that just quoted it and just basically said that part, and he kind of left out the part where it's like, uh, you know, it's it's on me, blah blah. blah. And uh, so, like eight eight starters quote tweeted it and basically saying like, huh, like what, like very confused uh, by the comments. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, Pat comes out and says he's responsible, all that stuff, and you know, listen to the whole clip, that sort of thing. But my favorite thing is like he he kind of says like, oh, it's on me. But then he ends it with, "But they got to execute." So <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the blame, but like, uh, it still kind of falls on them uh, at, at the end of the day. It's like, <laughs> so uh, that locker room uh, might be lost. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I know FSU's going up there this week. Uh, hopefully, they just don't show up, and maybe some of those players decide not to, not to, <laughs> to, to show up and play. Uh, I mean, I, regardless, I thought Florida State's beat them this week, but there might be an ass whooping. In Pittsburgh this well, week, yeah, Florida State's on the ass whooping tour right now. It's similar to the end of last year, where it was just... not even that. I just think after those statements, a lot of the players are just going to be like, "You remember that scene in uh, Longest Yard where they're like, oh, Cruz throwing the game again?'" They just stop blocking for him. Yeah, this is going to be the pit players to Pat Narduzzi. They're just yeah. going to be like, "Just let him score a touchdown." Yeah. So uh, we got we got another one here. Oh, look at that. <laughs> So uh, this one's a, a little bit of a friendly fire across the aisle sort of thing in the coaching community. Uh, so uh, Georgia obviously beats Florida. Uh, there were some comments thrown around by a certain pundit uh, named uh, Dan Mullen before the game about potentially losing this game. Uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, Kirby takes a little shot here uh, at the end of his press conference when talking about what people are saying. And I don't, I don't see it or hear it, but I know it's out there. Somebody texted me before the game. was like, all these people predicting that uh, – we're not gonna, you know, we're, we're not gonna uh, win today. And I'm just like, Holly, you know, where's that coming from? It's supposed to be my friend. <laughs> he didn't like to recruit those sage. Ooh, good. Ooh, boy, did you see the stray that came off that podium? That was a true drive-by at the end of the. Oh my gosh! So uh, yeah. Gives a little shout out to uh, to Dan Mullen there, uh, not choosing choosing to get fired by not recruiting, uh, oh. and and I think it's the first time I've heard like someone say it publicly that's in the know uh, of what what actually happened behind the scenes outside yeah. of like, Florida. We media all kind of knew what was happening there, but for somebody of the coaching community to be like, yeah, he hated it. <laughs> Chose not to recruit, so we picked up all their players and wolf some ass. <laughs> oh my so, gosh! Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. Uh, and, and, and so we got we got two more here. Uh, both of these are a little bit a little bit longer, uh, but let, let, let's start here. Oh, look at that! <laughs> so we'll, we'll get straight into this, but ultimately, uh, Clemson ends up losing uh, here. <laughs> And uh, within the week, you start hearing there, – there actually wasn't much in the press game, uh, post-game press conference. Uh, same with Mac Brown. They, they, they ended up losing, and I, I guarantee you I've listened around to try and find some clips. But we were gifted a gym. I believe it was Monday night uh, from, from the Collins show. Yeah, the and show. this one's a little long, so we'll take some pauses here. Uh, so tell me, tell me when to we'll pause, but I, I've got a few spots here. Uh, but we will go through this one because it is worth every single second. Coach, Coach Sweeney, um, it sounded a whole lot like Tommy Bowden. Oof. And I'll tell you one thing, Tommy Bowden didn't make the same amount of money as you do. You make 11.5 million dollars a year. Yeah, just just stop him there. Um, that, why? Yeah, that, in college football, if, I, if I'm not m
you know, just being a couple plates away. Cut them off. Undefeated and all that. Coach, I know you're going to talk about and the I Lord. I know you're a man of religion. I'm, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Coach, um, before you, you categorize me as a, you know, being in the 1.5%, I was going to Clemson games and my entire family going back generations. Mm. It's been going to Clemson games. He's a Clemson man. You know, when you're in commercial real estate, so <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not going to accept being well, before you, before you were a coach. Um, and I, I respect the. Here's my thing. We're admitted into this. Why cut is the producer? Why is the producer not telling him to shut up? 18, which talks about pride for the fall. Um, I used to, <laughs> Talk about commercial I, real estate, brother. You're off the I, rails. I. Uh, was overseas for the big run. What? Um, and so I, I couldn't, couldn't watch all the games. I tried it my best. and But I always watched your press conferences uh, just for life advice. Minute 30 I, in. All that. What's the point? I changed after 2018. You've changed, Coach. Uh, you're, you're humble, you're hungry, and everything. And I, I always told people, man, Dad, but just listen to his press, press conferences. But after oh. 2018 national t- title, Something changed. Mm, something changed. There seems to be a lot of arrogance that came in. You're arrogant. Arrogance. <laughs> seems to be the greed the Bible was talking about, Dabo. Ten on-field football coaches are excellent. Why is he still going on? Two minutes they're letting this guy just tee it up. Internal hire that had no experience before. Someone someone stop this man. Or friend. This is terrible. Why are we paying you? $1.5 million to go 4-4, four and, four. and it's not just this year. That's the third time he said that. Been, He's really hung you know, up on that figure. I think to, he's like, are you guys going to stop me? He like ran out of things to say. Oh, here it is. I've listened to enough of you. I've listened to enough of you. You can have all your opinions that you want. All right? I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. Oh! All right? But let me tell you something. Um, yeah, but just stop it there. Last year. Just stop it there. You don't need to say anything else. You're the problem. Because that is part of the problem. We're 4-4 oh, four because of you. People like you, that, do, that all you do is the, the appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation. Oh, oh appreciate us. Oh, problem. no. And so, you know, we've won 12 10-plus win years and seasons yeah. in a row. Go ahead. Lift off, list off the resume, Dabo. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniffed a national championship for 35 years. Oh! in seven years. And there's only two other teams. Yeah, your, your parents and your grandparents have been coming to these games. Okay. They didn't see shit. You guys are spoiled brats because of what I built. And it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read, Lord, man, you can have your opinion. Did somebody on, on his PR team not, like, be in the corner going, hey, coach, you. cut it out. We're done. And answer your question. <laughs> All right, we're we're done. Be the bigger man. We've graduated 98% of our guys. Oh, that's what people want to hear. Right? <laughs> Graduation we're, rates. Want to why. Again, I'm telling you, we're not perfect. There's a lot of teams that, you know, Frank Howard. 2% of our guys didn't graduate. Coach we're not perfect. Had a bad year. Nobody, Coach K has never had a bad year in basketball. What? People have a bad year. People. But the part of the what? problem is the appreciation. The uh, appreciation is the problem. People all the time. And say, what's the difference in Clemson? Let me tell you. At, Cle- at some places, there's an expectation, but at Clemson, there's an appreciation. Bro, he is gaslighting this fan base. What's happened at Clemson <laughs> what are you- is, is we've won Somebody the- tell him to shut up. Even we don't, we don't have expectations. Way. We have appreciation now, here. If you don't want to do that, get your ass home. People like you complain oh. and criticize <laughs> the coaches 
and question everything. What? People like you, all right, when I hired Tony Elliott to be the offensive coordinator who never called a play in his life. Tony Elliott, who just beat Mac Brown's ass. national <laughs> Were you complaining then? <laughs> love to, to destroy people with your comments. All right, I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. Oh, people sure you've lived a perfect life. Oh, you've lived a per. You're Jesus. I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I'm sure, I'm you sure you've job. led a bunch so of people. To answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business. I was all right, in the and I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off. Tell them every Get single day, and I ain't gonna let some smart ass kid. Oh! Someone stop him. Right? I work for, for the board of trustees, the president, and the AD. Oh, I don't give a shit about you. I'll go somewhere else. I don't play for your votes. So there is an appreciation. All right? It's not just winning. It's how you win. And we what? are in a This is a what is going on? We've had 12, 12, 10 plus win seasons in a row. Rambling. Well, we lost to Tennessee last year. They won 11 games for the first time in like my favorite. Years. My favorite is we he's like sitting here and he's like, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what how old you are and I don't care. And then he's like, you little shit. <laughs> Dude, what the? All right, yeah. So a lot to a lot to unpack here. I know we kind of gave our, our two cents. So let me just bullet point it. Number one. Yeah, what the hell was the producer doing? Like, do not let this guy talk for two minutes about doing tours overseas, being in commercial real estate, talking about you need to watch Dabo's press conferences. Like, what are we doing? I used That's, to worship at your altar, Dabo. I have been a good and faithful servant for. A I didn't long even watch time. the games. I don't watch the games, but I watch I just watch the press conferences and I learn what we did. I loved you, and then you became Eric. <laughs> then you became what the greed that the Bible was talking about. And they, you know, you're my Sunday sermon, my guy. I cannot stand by and idly let my brother fall to the sinful nature Honestly, this of is this like, secular world. <laughs> this is like very much this actually like if you if you boil it down, it, it's very much like one side of the fence is like I am crushed because my God is not a God anymore. And then the other side of the fence is like, I thought I was a God and I'm not a God anymore. And they're mad that I'm not a God. It's like this. Yeah. So ideally, like, I understand what the guy's like trying to say. Like, he's trying to just be like, uh, it's like he was, what, what really needed to be said was, hey, jackass, you were so up your own ass this whole time, which is still very evident during this call. Oh, 100%. Neither of them handled it well. Right. So it's just like, okay, but you're so up your own ass that you did not change with the landscape of football. Mm. And now because of your high-ass salary and everything else, where all these funds could be allotted to get us back to that, because we can literally see... Our, our time passing us by. Our kingdom is, is, is riding off into the distance. And you still are sitting in the same position. Just not willing to change. Not. But then let's talk about, like, all right, like, I understand where Dabo is just kind of like, all right, like, th this is ridiculous. Like, y'all act like we can't have, like, one bad season. Hey, I understand that, Dabo, but you've lost four games. The season is not over. You're probably going to get handed your fifth this weekend. I mean... You're not really showing that you're a stranger to not handling yourself in some of these situations. So sitting here trying to gaslight your fan base, being like, "Yo, you know what the problem is? Is because you guys have you guys have yeah. gotten spoiled." And not only that, it's like they've gotten spoiled by his hand. 
Like, you don't hear Nick Saban doing this. I mean, he's like kind of said it, but it's been like a one jab. It's just yeah. been like a... It's not I a mean, cool yeah. six-minute rant. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like a, damn, I guess I got to win every game till I die. And it's like smart-ass, like kind of joking, and it's right. like tongue-in-cheek, and like, yeah. Where Bama fans just know, oh, okay, yeah, well, I can't I can't be talking like that to Saban now. Yeah. But yeah, over here, he's just like, y'all got to be able to look around, enjoy what we've built. This type of stuff, you know. Favorite, let's talk about what we've done, not my, where we're going. My favorite is like the PR coaching that these coaches get. They all say like, you know, like typical leader CEO training. Like, okay, you always have to take the blame no matter what happens. And right. so they, they do that, but then they also then lead with, oh yeah, we got to execute better. Oh, or it's about you. It's like, oh yeah, it, it falls on me, but you guys are the problem. <laughs> it's just, it's just incredible. Like I'm just, mm, yeah. I'm baffled by the like, dude. Somebody struck a chord in him. Yeah. Something happened recently that he wasn't able to like comment on. That he saw this as like it's like he kind of like got fed into a rant where yeah he didn't know where it was going. He just started you know well how dare you come at me and then he just well, I mean, he all of it started for, spilling out. We had to sit there for three minutes and boil while this kid talking well, about his that's character. What I'm saying. Like all of it got to come to the surface and then he just got lost in the sauce and just was like you know what else I'm upset about. When really he's just like yeah. Clemson fan base, yeah. <laughs> but he's out here being like with your with your smart ass comments and your in your dumb name and age. Like I just, oh my gosh, dude, this guy. I, I'm I'm very ready to see what happens against Notre Dame because if they don't win against Notre Dame, that that call in show next Monday is going to be must listen to radio. <laughs> I, I I'll tune in. Uh, people yeah. will be like, hey, Boone, you free Monday? No. No, I am not. No, I am not. I, I've got to pull up like the fireside chats during the FDR era, and i got to listen to this Clemson coach's call-in show because this is about to be fireworks. Yeah, should we try and call in? <laughs> I kind of want to. Just, uh, got, you remember that kid, that the, the Texas fan, that called in when, uh, what's his face, Travis Hunter? Um he, he he decided to go to Jackson Jacksonville State or not not Jacksonville Jackson State and they they like had this call in about like Norville can't recruit and he came in and he was like this is some bullshit <laughs> pretending to be an FSU fan I always want to do that as a Clemson fan just to like just kind of you know stoke the fire a little bit just see what happens man oh my gosh that'll be freaking rich. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's. I, I love right, that. We got, we, got, we got one more thing, too. Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> all right, last thing here. This will be a little quicker. Uh, so, th- this one is uh, also in the ACC. We had some good ACC ones this week. Uh, ultimately, this this one was uh, a post game call out here that uh, Dave Dorn had uh, based on a, oh, this a certain comment. Yeah, a certain comment that uh, Steve Smith made uh, in during game day as a guest picker. Uh, so I'm going to play the guest picker pick, and then we'll actually hear the comment that's immediately after the game uh, on the pre- on the field uh, interview here for uh, Dave Dorn. Look, Clemson has been struggling. They're not the, the Clemson we've yeah. loved over the year. Understand but NC State, unfortunately, they're waiting for basketball to start. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, tell Steve Smith in the studio, this ain't a basketball school. He can kiss my ass. No! Talk and talk, Dave! <laughs> Guns are blazing in Raleigh. It's fantastic. The best part is like he's right. Like it's not a basketball school. I love it. Short, quick, to the point. Not a basketball school. Just what Clemson's ass. Kiss my ass, Steve. 
So drops a mic, walks. <laughs> so he, so Dave gets asked about this in the press conference after the game and makes a comment on it. And uh, you'll you'll know why I'm playing this for you here in a second. Yeah, I mean, for a guy that lives in Charlotte, he clearly has got his head faced west to Utah all the time, which you know I understand. And no disrespect to him, but he disrespected our program, and uh, I'm not going to let people do that. Very level-headed here. Work their butt off. Um, mm. We've won a lot of football games here. And in my tenure, we're second or third in the ACC and wins in football. So, you know, he can take that and put it where it belongs. But this is not a basketball school. This is a great, great school that has great sports, and football is one of them. And uh, so, yeah, if he wants to come see me, we can talk about that. Let's fight. But, you know, do your homework before Bro, you start he... talking shit. <laughs> Opening up. An opportunity for Steve Smith to come and kick his ass. <laughs> this is the best part Yo, of Steve Smith wants to couch me outside. He can. About that, but you know, do your homework before you start talking shit. Oh my! <laughs> Damn, Dave Dorn was feeling saucy after that. Dude, win. what's the what's the deal with these coaches like taking drive-bys from like game day? Like they're just they they take it way too personally. Remember the. Uh, the Lee Corso, they thought they were saying they were a, 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 a what conference? It was the Nobody Cares Bowl. Yeah, yeah. from Washington State. He's like, yeah, you can tell Lee Corso to shove it up his ass. But he said he said no conference bowl, which is accurate. And oh so, my gosh, people just taking on old people. At least Steve Smith's like a, a grown man. So here's here's my question for you, Boone. Uh, this is a true who did it better here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna need your feedback on this one. Okay. Steve Smith in the studio. This ain't a basketball school. He can kiss my ass. Mm. What can you say about the performance from your quarterback, Kyle McCord, to finish that drive? Toughness. Toughness. That's it. Physicality. Cross the board. Finish it off. Having guts. You know, like I like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. Absolutely. What he said about our team. What? What he said about our team. I cannot believe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, it's the best. That oh, damn Dave, it was so good. But you come up short. You can't. Nobody can dethrone my king, Ryan Day. Yeah. Ryan Day and his Botox just, just <laughs> faces looks taped what, back. What he said? I, I can't even repeat it on these airwaves. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, so good, so good, so good. All right, well, uh, that, that that's all the things we look at this week. Uh, let's, you want to take you want to take it to the yard? Yeah, let's uh, let's take it on down the road. This is a dark, twisted road. It's a it's a dirty, dirty, dirty road full of a lot of dirty deeds. And hell yeah, it was done dirt cheap. Um, yeah, we're gonna head on over to. got in that boneyard? Oh no. Looks like some USC Trojans. Shockingly enough, every week they just dig themselves even deeper and deeper into the earth. I mean, did I call this or what? This is outrageous. They almost lost the cow. Cow! I'm like, ah, kind of a stray, stray bullet here to cow. Like, cow... You suck. <laughs> you guys went from being kind of promising to you might be the worst in the Pac-12. Stanford's kind of doing it. They're doing the thing. Um, but dang, you're hanging tough with that. No defense back there from Alex Grinch. Mm. 
Oh, brother, I just cannot. And then we got Arkansas, who also continually just keeps validating my decision. And the one that I'm just kind of like, you know what? If you just keep winning and there's two games left, that I, I, that's what I said. I said it last week. I'm going to hold to it, Jer. There's two games left, and they, they win starting this week. Might have to zombify these jokers over there in Ames, Iowa. Iowa State, man. But uh, yeah. never mind that. We've got two newcomers this week. North Carolina. <laughs> Mac Brown, you sick son of a bitch. You gave us a BOGO special. A Two true, for one. A true BOGO boneyard. They were, the, they were the furthest from the boneyard two weeks ago, and they find themselves just incredible. They were ranked number 10, and here you are. Swift on a Wednesday two weeks later. Square right there in the boneyard. I have never seen somebody shat down their leg harder than Mac Brown did in the past two weeks. Has this horrible game against Virginia. Loses Comes out, says, I did not coach. I did not prepare. Hell, I gave him a punter off this week. And, you know, damn it, of all the things, I'm the most mad I gave him that off. Because our punting was terrible. Our punting needed to be better. And you walk into Atlanta. You kind of look like you're going to take care of business. And then you gave all of those Atlanta people something to believe in, which on deep on a Saturday night, is never where you want to be with the rambling wreck. And you you gave that whole crowd an electric feel. And they <laughs> rallied behind. And they made you pay! <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie to you. I, I, I said there was nothing to talk about from Matt Brown's press conference. I, and you reminded me of, of the punting game. He specifically said... No, yeah, he did not bring it up we, again. We kicked the ball pretty well. <laughs> oh my one. god, he's hung up on it! <laughs> <laughs> Just, Somebody, he was shocked that they kicked the ball well and still didn't win. <laughs> I'm shocked we did better this week and we still still couldn't pull it away. I don't know. Then that Brent Key man. Tell, tell me you've coached in the 1960s without telling me you coached in the 1960s. Yeah, our kicking game was so good. I can't believe we lost. Tell me you coached around the time Ray Guy existed. Man, when I seen him punt that ball. <laughs> it's all about uh, field position. And Mac, they're going for 600 yards a game now. This field position doesn't matter that much. <laughs> Man, well, very close to them. Dare I say, they're neighbors. They they might as well share tombstones at this point. However, this one, you know, this one might be worse. So I'm gonna let that death ball just kind of roll on. Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Your time is now. Clemson, four losses on the year. Four and counting. You decided you were not going to play the opener. Shit all over yourself on the goal line. And then you played Florida State, played a tough one. Kind of seemed like you were getting your swagger back. Maybe, oh, okay. That's the Clemson team we thought we were going to see. And then you turned around, you shat all over yourself against Miami. And then you shat all over yourself again against NC State. And it's not going to get any easier. Then you shat on yourself in the middle of a coach's calling show. Right in the middle of Notre Dame week, mind you. 
your head is not in the right place. This probably the biggest distraction I've ever seen. You have zero confidence. You're you're off your rocker right now. And I think it's going to get worse before it ever gets better. So, you know, it's a kind of quote, like I said last week with Iowa. Hey, 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 come on now. Come on now, Tigers. Let's not be, let's not be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened. Because as your coach alluded to, this was 35 years in the making. All you got to do is maybe wait another 35 after that. <laughs> Welcome oh. to Death Valley, for sure. <clears throat> Unreal. Well, with that being said, those have been buried, and now I'm I'm staring squarely at these guys. Oklahoma, you get a strike. Mm. Mm Mm-mm-mm. Oregon State, you get a strike. Maryland, you definitely get a strike. Miami, there's your strike, and you're getting real close. Washington, you get a strike. My heavens alive. Oklahoma, what were we doing in Kansas, dog? That was a problem. You guys have had like a two-week hangover after beating Texas. Like it was your freaking Super Bowl. What the, that is not the Oklahoma program we know and love. Brent, this is unacceptable. That's a strike. Oregon State. Hey, man, I know I was, I was toot, toot, tooting that zone of horn, but guess what? You guys were ranked just outside the top ten. That absolutely should have been your game. You didn't do it. That's a strike. Maryland, do I need to say anything at all? It's Northwestern. What the hell? Miami, two weeks in a row now. What are we doing? What are, what are we doing? Virginia? You had to take them to overtime, too? Ugh! And Washington. Buddy. Arizona State last week, that probably should have been a loss. But then you turn around and you get a chance to kind of prove everybody, no, 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 no. We definitely belong in the CFB top four. And then you almost lose to Stanford? Come on, dog. Come on. We're not doing this. All of you guys are strikes, but Washington and Miami, you guys especially, you're on real thin ice. Real thin. Don't take another step. You might fall in. All right. So, with that being said, we are going to go ahead and kick it on out to our sponsors. As you know, Jared, we love our sponsors so much. They keep us going. They, they, they love sponsoring us all the damn time. So, without further ado, if you could please sing it with me. Whopper, 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 Junior Double, Triple Whopper, Impossible or Bacon Whopper, I rule this day. All right, so here we are, week 10, it is upon us, like I said before, we are going to be separating the winners from the losers, the boys to the men, and I would be remiss if I did not introduce a near and dear friend to our hearts, and of course, no greater way to say it than, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Duval Doctor. America's favorite blonde lad. Okay. Hailing from the streets of Tallahassee, Florida. With us this week is Josh McDaniel. What's up, fellows? <laughs> Josh, glad to have you on, man. Glad you could uh, step away from all of the uh, 
heavy-duty doctoring you got over there in the Duval County of Jacksonville. So thank you for being on the show with us. I'm not, I'm not his lawyer, but I don't think you can call him a doctor. Just, just I'm saying. not a doctor. I'm a physician assistant. I have to correct people all the time. No, no, he's he's a doctor. He's a doctor. <laughs> this this he's a very humble man. He's a very humble man. Humility's my middle name. Mm, there we go. See now, that's what I'm talking about, brother. That's what I'm talking about. So, Josh, are are you excited and ready? You've you've you got to outdo Sam here. Sam, yeah. Sam, did, Sam set a bar. Let's just say that there were some that Sam kind of screwed us on. Because, you know, his old boots on the ground out there was, in Texas. He was a good arbitrator, though. If we didn't have him, we, he was we, a very good arbitrator. We, we might not have made it through the week, which means we might not have had this pod continue. <laughs> so. But he threw some wild ones out there. He was talking about Auburn beating some Texas A&M ass, and that was, that was wild. He was a week early. He was a week early on that. A week early, yeah. He did, however, let us know about Jimbo's ranch, which, Sam, thank you. I will never forget that. Anytime Texas A&M is wilding, it's because they all hung out at the ranch a little too much that week. But all right, guys. So with I'll that give being my best shot. all right, I you know I I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready, and I know you're going to do a good job. So we're going to go ahead and get you started. We're going to kick off with one of my personal favorites, the Nooners. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Uh Mark, you heard the man. Get, get out of bed. Get your mimosas. Get your biscuits. Get your gravy. Turn on the TV. It's time for football. And that's right. Yeah, that's our guy, Mark Rebellier. Um All right, so to kick off the Nooners, I've got number 25, K-State, at number 7, Texas. Ooh, buddy. Now, so let me tell you, Texas didn't exactly open up the Arch Manning uh, bank account last week. But, damn it, they didn't even need to. They looked good as hell. I mean, absolutely smoked those Mormons from Utah. I, it was just just rolled them up in some doobie little papers, and they just lit that shit on fire. It was it was over before it started. Uh, Jared and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Not necessarily so much what Malik Murphy was doing, although hey, Malik, good day, good good stuff. Uh, it was okay. It, it was okay. ass. I mean, you know, wasn't Quinn Ewers, but you know, got the job done. Yeah. So you know, it was more of that defense. So. Uh, you know, Texas not exactly. I mean, I I would say that I'm I'm citing more on yes they can get it done without Quinn, um, which kind of leads me to my next point here. After that struggle with Houston, you demolished BYU. K State just hasn't really been the team that I thought they were going to be this year. Okay. I mean, they were dangerous last year, but and shockingly enough, you know what, Jer? I'm going to say this. It. I felt it was actually because of Adrian Martinez, you know, the whole failed Nebraska quarterback experiment. Uh, that seemed to work out really well for them last year. And ever since this year, I don't know, I just I don't have a lot of whole hell of a lot of faith in uh, Mr. Will Howard there. I know I they kind of keep flipping between him and yeah. Aubrey Johnson. So, Well, dude, and both the guys have been good these last few weeks. I think, you know, obviously they had the losses against Mizzou earlier in the season. Which was came, a close one. Came down to the wire on the road. I can't blame them too much. And then obviously Oklahoma State. You know, I, the Oklahoma like, State one is where I'm kind of like. Mm, I feel like that. I, mm. We're about to find out if that if that was an anomaly or not. Like that's I, true. Here's the thing: outside of those two games, they've been whooping ass, like like just woodshed, just whooping some ass. And so, I their defense has been legit. I, at first, you know, losing to Missouri, you're like, oh, that's not a good look. Uh, yeah. Especially the amount of points went up in that game. But honestly, Missouri's kind of shown that they've been pretty good and and. and 
the game yeah, they played so far. They're showing it wasn't necessarily flukish. Yeah, they've, they've been kind of a surprise. I think I, I do think Texas is going to struggle to pass the ball without yours. I, I think they didn't have to do too much last week, and I I think it might get exposed this week. Uh, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking because I, I will say – K-State, that, that's kind of an area of their game, that defensive side, especially in the passing game, is something that they're pretty solid at. And I think their run game's good enough, their run defense is good enough to kind of hold Texas from running the ball, and they're going to force them to pass. And I, I just don't know if Texas is going to be able to make it make it happen. So, um, you know, I, that, that's kind of where I say it. I hear everything you're saying, but, dude, I I can't ignore these, these ass weapons. They're just handing out left and right. I mean, I get it, but you're bringing the exact point up that I was going to say, which is the only way that I really see K-State pulling this one off Forcing turnovers in their defense. Yeah, I, I, they did get a lot of people back. Like some of those games they lost, they had some health issues. So I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie here. I'm actually on the K State side. Uh, what, what, what number are you at? Ooh, that's probably good because I. Then again, I might be pretty high. I've got Texas at ten. All right, I've got. I actually have K State at a, <laughs> at a favorite by seven here. Whoa, son, what the... This is, gosh, this gosh. is a true arbitrator moment. Yeah, gosh. Josh, come on in, son. Be an arbitrator. So I have Texas, but I've got them like closer to about two. Texas by two. Ooh, Fair enough. Okay, so aggregate wise, that puts us at Texas by one point five ish. When you when you break that up, so mm. uh, that that puts us you know pretty pretty close to a pick them. Uh, looking at Vegas, Vegas has Texas favored by four and a half. I, I think uh, I think we're gonna go wow, Josh. Okay, stay here, baby. Josh, great job, man. Thank you, sir. Dialed in, I dialed in week one. Texas got that, day McConaughey, one. Uh, that McConaughey train behind them, dude. So. Mm. Okay. All right. So you want you want to take K-State here? Yeah, we're taking K-State, baby. And okay. I'm going to have to wear this one if it doesn't work out. This is, this is 100% my fault. Yeah, that's okay. Go ahead and put, put that in your notes. Put Jaron. <laughs> I'm in on it, though. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll stand up for it. I've been, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. We're, All right. That's, no, no, no. I know, I know you're usually pretty good for it, so I'm, I'm not going to... You know, we, we get to wear this as a team. But, yes, at the end of the day, if Texas ends up blowing the top off and y'all y'all kept me from Texas 10, mm, there's going to be some hell to pay. Well, we move over into the next noon game. So... Wake up the spirits, echo her name... Notre Dame, they're at Clemson, <laughs> and just like I said earlier, well, 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 Clemson, it was fun. I mean, before losses and your coach is actively losing it, he's off his rocker on coaches' calling shows. I think it's safe to say it's time to pack it up and move it on to next year. This just ain't it for you. It's over. And I've sanctioned your ass, by the way, so we're not picking you. And especially after this week, that might have been a, a very good call by me. So let's make this one fun. I want this to be, it's a forced Notre Dame take. So I'm going to say, the handsome man by three and a half. Notre Dame by three and a half? That's right. That's what your number would have been if, if regardless? Yes. That's crazy. So here's my thing. Like I, I still think Clemson's defense is good. So and, like, let's be yeah. real. Like, Notre Dame exactly hadn't been, like, blowing out the good teams here. All of them have been pretty close. No, I agree. That Duke I, I, game, Ohio yeah. State, you know. 100%. I think their best win is against USC, and that USC team is, uh, you know. Even that was close. I, their best win was Pitt, but 
It's god awful. Well, yeah, but that's the blowout. Like, you know, that's when you get to like multiple touchdowns. It's like what well, quit. You got to think Notre Dame's strong suit is that run game. With you Estimo. could argue, you could argue they had a good game against Duke, um, but I. I think we're starting to see that Duke's not legit, and yes, they had an injured quarterback at the end of that game, and they haven't been able to. Look, Notre Dame could probably win this by more than three and a half, but yeah. at best, I'm going to say five and a half. Yeah. No, if you just look at the Duke game, it tells you these teams are pretty similar. Um, I, I I will say Clemson is falling apart. I, I think, you know, publicly, you have the press conference, you have the, the call-in show, the sky's falling mentality. Uh, so it's like, I think... Vegas is actually going to give them a bump here, or at least the public is, and so I think they might actually get some value in this game. But uh, from from Notre Dame side, but uh, Clemson, I think they're playing much better at home. I mean, they are playing much better at home, so that's the one thing that I think is in their favor here. I, I was going to say, dude, I think Vegas is going to have them by seventeen, like like Notre Dame. Notre Dame, I, that's what I think. But by seventeen, dude, I did. I mean, you just look at the numbers. Like Notre Dame's in top fifteen. Clemson is not ranked. They have four losses. They yeah, haven't been anyone that's any good. For them. Like they show up. And I just think the public's going to be like this team's falling apart. They're going to be like they have been falling apart. Uh, I think Notre Dame should be favored by ten. If like I was going to put my own handicap on it, but okay, all right. Uh, so that was going to be my number. I know you said what three and a half. I said three and a half. Josh, Josh, you got to you got to keep us from getting our heads in the clouds What's here. Good, what do you man? got, man? So. Go I think that Clemson is uh, coming back to try and make a statement. Oh! I think uh, Cade Klubnick's going to try and listen to his daddy there, Dabo, on the sidelines. Um, <laughs> I, still daddy, daddy. Dame, I, I still think Notre Dame's going to beat him by a touchdown, so at least. Okay. Uh, but I think they're going to hang in there. I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, I, I, I see it being as high as 17, Jaron, I think you said. I, I, don't, I don't think that, I, I, but I, I think that they'll hang in there. But still think Notre Dame's going to win that one by a touchdown at least. So you're going to say seven? I'll say seven. All right, so that collectively that puts us our average at uh, seven, basically seven on the dot. Um, when we look at Vegas, Vegas is has Notre Dame actually only favored by three here, which is insane to me. Buddy, I told you because that defense is good, man. I'm not comfortable taking it just knowing that number is so off, but at the same time, I, I well, let's just take Notre, no, no, no. We got to take Notre Dame here. Well, and the sanctions, so yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll ride with it. That makes me nervous because I feel like it should be like. Two or three touchdowns, <laughs> but I'm convicted there. All right, I, I'm happy with that. Okay, all right. Josh, Josh is Josh is on the money right now, man. Yeah, Josh, Josh, this is good. You're you're off to a hot start, brother. That's um, that's what that's what we want, man. Well, well thank you. Let's go ahead and let's uh, let's get started in the afternoon, baby. Ooh, got some cherry pie. That's right. I just ooh, I had such a good morning. But now it's time to kick back. Honey, those pancakes were delicious. Yeah, but babe, I'm going to need a beer. I'm going to need actually a couple of beers. Bring it to me on this couch. I got to lock in. Is that sweet cherry I smell from the oven? Ooh. (laughs) Go ahead, put it in the window seal. Is that a little cherry pie for the neighbors? Let the neighbors know what we're doing. Hell, strike up the bonfire in the back. I'll start the grill at halftime. But, son, we are going to get started on our afternoon delights, and what a better way to do it than we're going to go on down there to Athens, Georgia. We got number 14, Mizzou, at number two this week. We doing that? Number two? We're doing CFP? Or we're doing number one? I don't know. We had the AP for most of these numbers, but I I, I guess we'll switch to CHP here soon. Ah, We'll do 
Who's right? One does two. It, does the it one matter? two. The old does one two matter? punch with Georgia. Yeah, yeah. That's what we'll get. I mean, I think they're one in my book. Like until yeah. you lose, you like. You, yeah, if the king's been winning, don't don't stop the king. Can't say you're better than the king. That's how I see it. I but agree. Agree. oh well. Uh, this game is pivotal AF. I mean, whoo! If Mizzou pulls this off, their sole loss is to LSU. Yeah, and that shootout at yeah LSU. And then they would hold the tiebreaker over Georgia. Isn't that crazy? Georgia yeah. could win, lose one game this year. It happens to be Mizzou, and they're done. Yeah, like well, they could lose. A, they could lose. Assuming they could lose to Georgia. Lose well, that's what I'm saying. Like they could lose to Georgia, or I'm sorry, to Tennessee, and then maybe drop another one in there. Which really, I don't know who else. They, they already played Vanderbilt. They played Kentucky. Do they even have anybody left? Uh, I don't. They play actually, Georgia Tech, a cupcake. I don't, I don't think they have. Mis- no, yeah, it's just Missouri and Tennessee. This is it because they usually got that cupcake game that leads into the Georgia Tech game. So, yeah, yeah the, the the you get through these next two weeks, you're in the SEC title. That's it. Yeah. So here's the deal. Yeah, 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 I know Kentucky couldn't do it. South Carolina couldn't do it. They were close though. Florida couldn't do it. Which, oh boy, did we whiff? So now Mizzou should do it. I don't know. Let's talk about it, Jared. Let's talk about it, Josh. How do we feel this game would play out? Because, look, I I can sit here and ride this thing out all day that Georgia's going to Georgia until they go to the CFP and they, they play somebody worth a damn in the form of Michigan, Ohio State, God willing, Florida State, Washington even. You know, what, what What do we think here? Because yeah. in my opinion, Mizzou probably doesn't have the horses. They're just not there yet. Yeah. I, I, I keep going back to the comment you made a few weeks ago uh, and, and the things we learned when it was like, when Georgia wants to, they'll step, they can kill anyone. Yeah, they'll, they'll step play. on the gas. Yeah. And, and, and I, we saw that last week with Florida. Um, probably should have seen that train coming, but we kind of were like, I don't know, until we see it in, against the legit team. Well, that's okay. I, see, I, I think last know. week proved to us that it's consistent now. So I, I will say, I think the only thing I was going to make, I, I thought Georgia was going to win going away here, but I do think, you know, Georgia, I, I think their defense is pretty gettable. They haven't really shown that they're that special on defense um, at all this year. Their offense has kind of taken over some games for them. But they, they've, like, just in terms of metrics of based on the opponents they played, they actually are, like, not even in the top 10 defensively, which for that Georgia team is a shocker. But how much is that, like, based on them not trying and kind of just playing with their food sort of thing or, or what? But I do think Missouri does have a decent enough offense that could take advantage of it if Georgia's not kind of buttoned up. So, uh, I think if they can get ahead early, they can kind of keep pressure on Georgia and kind of play keep away a little bit. The problem is, is I think if they get down and it kind of snowballs, like you also oh, yeah. have one or two blank possessions, like Georgia's going to run the ball and just basically keep play keep away, and you're never going to you're just going to be at arm's length. So I'm with um, you on that. They got to get out to an early start. I think they could make a game. I think they could make maybe make it a challenge. I was going to say Georgia should be favored by eight, more than a touchdown, but not much more. Okay, I have Georgia by nine and a half. Okay. Josh. And I'm going to stick with the trend. I mean, again, I agree. I think Missouri's going to um, potentially give them a game. I think that uh, if there's any team that they've played so far, Missouri for sure would be the one. Uh, but I have Georgia at 10. Oh, we're right there. 
We're all yeah, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, so we're, we're basically right at nine. Yeah, um, we're at nine. So, yeah, Georgia, Georgia's uh, given sixteen points here to Missouri. Oh, that is a uncomfortable amount, but I it goes I back to like, like want to take Missouri here, but we've been burned by it so many times now. I know, but I think we got to stick to our, our, our system. Yeah, we, we got to stick to it, I guess. But so yeah, I get. Through. I I think you're right. I, I do think there's like maybe this is the one that like I I, I keep going back to that. I I think we we were weak early. I don't want to I don't want to jump off of it because I still think there's some weaknesses there that could potentially be exposed. Okay. Um, All right. Then uh, the only, my only thing is is it's in Athens. Yeah, but it's two touchdowns. So it's like that's yeah. just so much. Like you could get a backdoor late. Like we saw it last week with Colorado. Like. You don't have to be that good to, to keep it within 16 points. Like, Yeah, that's true. All right, we ride with Mizzou. We ride it dumb. I love, I love it. I love it. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and move over to... Oh, you got it! Oklahoma, you jokers. Kansas? What are we doing? You had the Big 12 in hand. It was in your hand. Now you're fighting for your life. To keep the throne. And Oklahoma State, they just got their act together. With the old Gundy's boys back there. Gunner, Winchester, Trigger. Mike's got a, a whole plan. He's got a whole he's got a whole Brady Bunch back there ready to take your ass down. So, uh, Stillwater, are you ready for the bedlam? I got Oklahoma four and a half. Ooh. Yeah, I like this boy. Yeah, I, I like that number. Um, I, I will say, obviously, this last week having a loss, a, a, a kind of a shocking loss there, um, is 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 definitely hurting Oklahoma here. Um, Oklahoma State, I will say, they had a, a kind of a shocking loss there earlier in the season. They look good, man. They 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 run the ball really well. Uh, I, I, I I'm not gonna lie, but when you said uh, you had a Heisman that wasn't a quarterback early in the episode. Uh, talking about the things we've learned, uh, I I kind of thought you might say Marvin Harrison Jr., but dude, Ollie Gordon at Oklahoma State is a dude. Plays running back, has rushed for one thousand eighty-seven yards, and is averaging eight yards per carry in the Big Twelve. T- Ten yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, it's almost shocking that I, I I'm just going to be completely transparent here. I have no idea who the hell that is. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, he's kind of like, he's low-key. It's, it's just one of those things where it's like he doesn't get a lot of attention because he's on a team that, especially when you lose early in the season, it's like you don't get a lot of attention. Everybody just kind of writes your ass off. I'm telling you, so the last last three games combined, he's average, or he's he's combined for a total of 857 yards against Kansas, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. So not amazing teams, but they're not like, you know, like UMass. Like, like These are legitimate teams with legitimate offenses and defenses, and he's just running up yards left and right. So, uh, like I said, literally in like pretty much three games, he's had 857 yards. He's doing some things. So, the one thing Oklahoma's problem is, and we saw this last week against Kansas, is they cannot stop the run. And so, if this is what Oklahoma State wants to do, that is just not a good matchup. Uh, I, I'm kind of going back onto the Dylan Gabriel as a fraud train. Um, I think we, we've kind of seen that two weeks in a row. I don't know what that game was against Texas. I think that's more of that seems like the anomaly right now. So yeah, that's I think that's where I'm going to stop you. I just look. I, in my personal opinion, Dylan Gabriel's good. I don't think Dylan Gabriel's this elite guy. 
Like, yeah. let's be real. At oh, UCF, good. Yeah. He's had his moments at Oklahoma, good. But it's just that it's that consistency. Can you put it together week over week? Yeah. He gets up for the Texas game, crushes it, hangover game, hangover game. Like, buddy. But that's the thing with college football. It's like you can't just have one good game. You got to be consistent. And the thing is, well, that's if we're, if even we're if you want to get to the next level, like, you, you got to be consistent. You can beat up, you can beat up Brent Venables all you want about his defense and all that stuff. My man Dylan, he gave them seven points. He just gave them seven points with that pick six. Like it, it was, was pretty. It was a pretty bad throw. I mean, the guy it was, was bad. Yeah, he was he was right there. And the thing is, like when you're playing a lesser team, like you got to know when to take like when to take what. And it, clearly, he's just. I think he's. Maybe fraud is a little strong, but uh, I, I don't think he, he's that dude. Uh, I think Ollie Gordon on the other side is. I think it's going to show here. Uh, I think Oklahoma probably should be favored by seven and a half, but I'm going to say I'm going to say it's a pick 'em. I'm, I'm going with uh, that's all right. With, that's with that's fair. I think Oklahoma State has, has decided to fight their way back. I mean, thank God because Gundy Gundy was mm, buddy. You were on my, my hit list for a little bit there. Would you have uh, your uh, they were favored by three? Is that what you said? I had four and a half. Josh, yeah. what do you have? Right, What's your so two cents? My two cents is I don't know much about either of these teams, to be completely honest. <laughs> That's fair. I, uh, I watched uh, the, the last part of that Kansas game uh, against Oklahoma, and uh, what a heartbreaker for Oklahoma. But uh, Mr. Bean, Mr. Here, Bean coming in Mr. Clutch. Bean, baby. Uh, in this case here, uh, I'm going to say there's a reason they call it the Sooner State, and I'm picking Oklahoma at three. Okay, so we're all right there. Hmm. I mean, he's he's hanging out right there in the middle for a lot of us. This is good. Yeah, yeah two and a half here. Uh, if we if we take our averages, Oklahoma is favored by six here. So we're we're on the Oklahoma State side. I think. Yeah, well, I like that. Were. I like being on the Oklahoma State side there. All of us were. Yeah. So that's, that's good. That's good. So we're we're taking uh, Oklahoma State here. Uh, we'll see. I, beautiful, I, beautiful. Well, I. Oh no. Oh, good lord, no! How are they gonna do my boy like this? Today, we start our sad boy march. For which will be the last hurrah of our crowd favorite, Brian Ferentz. My my man's being let go come season's end. Even though it's over some bullshit contract stuff, come on, man. Not even, not even every other. If we put this up against every other OC in the Big Ten West, they'd all be fired too. Let's just remember that one, Iowa Athletics. So while we go out in this blaze of glory, I have but only one suggestion. Let's do it right. Let's have fun with it, baby! We have got the lowest over-under in college football history! Ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet! 29 and a half! Iowa versus Northwestern! We are gonna slap the under! Ride or die! Do it for Brian! <laughs> so, uh, so I was looking at the line today. It, it hasn't moved up to 31. I think Vegas is like, guys, you, we, it went uh, up. 
Yeah, I did. I think. Oh we're, no! We should, too many gonna, people. We're gonna pretend it's. We're gonna pretend it's twenty nine and a half. It was twenty nine and a half, so I, I'm okay with it, with with the point. But yeah, I, the only thing, I, what, wouldn't it be so like poetic justice if he somehow manages to get to twenty five points per game on average? Like, just Can you like, imagine if he lights just wins it up the rest one? of the season. <laughs> Can you imagine if they win thirty one to nothing? <laughs> Like it's not enough. It's, it's not enough to beat the over. It's it's it's, it's, it's just right on the line. It's like two pick six, sixes, two punt returns, and a field goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely zero offense. It has everything to do with special teams and defense. It's thirty-one to nothing. Iowa wins. That would be perfect. I almost would root for that harder than the under. Like so, if I'm gonna lose yeah. the under. That's how I want to lose it. Yeah, I was well, I was finally catching a break. I think they, they needed some some light in the, at the end of the tunnel here uh, because Northwestern is just dog 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 garbage. <laughs> yeah, they're so, not. Well, I don't know, man. You better hold your tongue there because they whoop Maryland's ass. Yeah, I, that's what I'm a little worried about. I think the score should be around like seventeen seventeen or something like that. So I, I was actually going to say the number should be around thirty four, but I, I also agree we just need to ride the under because why not? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 too beautiful. Honestly, I'm taking the 31. Like, if we're going to put it on our, our numbers, I'm taking the – if they're going to give us a two and a half extra points, I, I say we go with it. Okay, so you want to – we're still slapping the under, though, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, I want to get those extra points. If they're if Vegas is giving them to okay, us. Okay, all right, three. all right. We'll, we'll take it on the card. Yeah, I yeah. personally, playing at home with myself – whoa, hey now. Whoa. I'm going to do 29 and a half. I'm just going to – I'm just going to be secretly rooting for it in the corner. Like, if they get to, like, 28, I'll be like, ooh, buddy, here we are. So excited. So excited. Yeah, that would be fantastic. A 31 to 0, like. 31 to 0 would be just so beautiful. It would be incredible. It would be fantastic. And I I will come on here next week losing my ever-loving mind if it ends 31 nothing. I'll cover Iowa for the rest of the season. Yeah. Just just <laughs> special pocket of for Iowa rest of the season. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for our afternoon delights, which you know what that means brings us into prime time. You're looking live. And you know where we're going to start out? Oh, yeah. Where grunge was born, Washington, number five, at number 24, USC. Jaron, you sick son of a bitch. You put USC on here again? I'm sorry, everyone. I can't believe you, man. It's a top 25 matchup. I didn't have a choice. (laughs) Well, I think we all know what's coming. It's an Alex Grinch baptism. An Alex Grinch baptism. Murder on the primetime broadcast. An absolute castration of defensive scheme. A mass exodus of the USC fans into L.A. traffic. USC is sanctioned? This is a Washington take, and you might as well just name your freaking score. Because they're playing against air. Cal! Cal! California Berkeley, okay? Those, those liberal nerds out there by the bay hung 49 on this team. 49! You don't think Washington is about to murder these guys on national television? It is in L.A. What's your number? Let's get, let's get to the number here. It's 13. 
Yikes. Just because Washington's defense has proven to me over the past few weeks, they just totally care to play after Oregon. And the USC offense is still pretty good. But, I mean, you know, Washington's defense has got a heartbeat here. (laughs) I'm going to say this is kind of a hot take because they're undefeated, but... uh... Washington's uh, very close to being in my personal boneyard, Ben. They Dude, are, they're close. They're close to mine. They're there, man. I I don't trust it. I think they had one good game, and everything else has looked like they. I mean, they should have lost to Arizona. <laughs> like they got away with one. Hey, now let's not let's not joke about Arizona, dog. I'm not either. I'm not, but they're yeah. also not an elite team. So I, at the at the end of the day, like I think. Washington is lucky here that USC is terrible on defense, but also like Penix is like inconsistent. Where he'll he'll go like a full quarter and a half of just like missing guys, and all of a sudden you could look up and two or three drives go by, and all of a sudden the other team has scored uh, a full a few points, a few touchdowns, and and they're back in the game or pulling away. Um, obviously, he's an elite elite talent, and they can at any point come back. So that, that's the one that's the one thing they have in their back pocket. So it's hard to pick against them, but uh, I. I Honestly, I, it, wouldn't it be just like so on brand if USC just decided to show up here and, and actually play defense for once in their life and you know let Caleb Williams just continue to be what he was last year and then all of a sudden you have a you have an upset here. Uh, I was I'm actually going with USC uh, minus one. I understand the Boneyard regulations; we can't take them uh, unless there's some crazy crazy numbers going on here. But uh, I I, I 13's way too much. I think it should go. The other I can't way. believe you right now. At two, well, you're not going to believe me. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I think uh, it happened to Oklahoma last week. Uh, I think that uh, oh, no. Washington's been on a little bit of a joyride. Let's uh, go, baby. It's kind of been coming. I had USC at uh, minus three. Woo! <laughs> you boys are sickos. <laughs> I love it. I love it for us. So that puts us uh, on average uh, at, at favored Washington by three. Here, uh, Boone, I understand the Boneyard take, so we're going to have to be careful here. But Washington is favored in Vegas by three points. Spot on the number. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I, 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 I hope to proudly, proudly come back here next week after Washington wins like 56 to 31 and just be like, hmm, well, I look around this place and see nothing but Pure talent and potential. You have potential. My nose just grows. Pinocchio style. Geico commercial. <laughs> All right. Well, well we're going to take USC here because uh, the, the Boneyard sanctions, uh, I, I think it might save us. It, it, it hasn't led us astray yet, so I'm, I'm fine with it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, we can't take USC. We have to take Washington. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. Washington. <laughs> I meant Washington. There you talk that blasphemy in my, my, heart, in my, my heart, house. My heart is speaking for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well, we're, we're going to move off of this god-awful primetime game. Just terribleness. Fucking Alex Grinch. I'm going to move to the one that I really want to talk about. That's right, suck that tiger. Look, we're talking 13 LSU at 8 Alabama. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. It's time. And you know what? We got to we got to ramp this thing up. We got to ramp. You know what? Let's let's ramp it back up. Give me give me give Oh, oh. Oh yeah. To a new level. Do you feel it? 
this damn Daniels unstoppable? Make Bam already to be the super duper relevant beast again! A real shame and force of nature! Is Jalen Milrow ready to be the next Bam Gray? Hell yeah! I have Bama. Two and a half. <laughs> oh, I'm so upset alert. Do you think Bama's going to be the underdog here? Oh, no, 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 no. They're they're the favorite. It's in Tuscaloosa. But they're on high upset alert. Oh, so you have them favored by two and a half, though. Because, <laughs> lo and behold, look, look who's rolling into town. The family, man. Our guy, Brian Kelly. This... And you know what? We wrote this guy off. We were like, "Hmm, just just get what just just go away, Brian. You you're killing me here." Yeah. But then this man, he comes right back out. He buys my faith once more. It's a great night. Oh. To be a tiger. Who? I'm here with my family. His family. We are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana. See, look, he's happy to be in Louisiana. He's got his whole family down there. And he had a rough start to the season. He, he got his critics. But unlike another Tiger coach we know, he didn't lose his sh- on the freaking Coach Collins show. No, he, yeah. he held his cool together. He's got a, a bona fide badass spinning the rock. He knows yeah. what he's got. He yeah. just, you know, he kind of has that Alex Grinch disease where sometimes his defense doesn't play. But, yeah, you know. Hey. I, I, I do think LSU's better here, I think, especially because just the offense is just so special. Uh, their defense is a little banged up still, and it wasn't really great to start with. So that, that creates a huge challenge. But I do think Bama's not going to be able to run the ball very well because no one's been able to really run it against LSU. It's really just been all just torching the secondary. And I, honestly, I, I'm still not sold on Milrow. So, <laughs> so no. I, I, I'm I not not enough not enough to say he's, Brother, he can I take over this, games. I think this is going to be one of those games of the year candidates right here. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I think you're right. Back, but, and back and forth dude, crap. I'm I'm in on I'm in on LSU favored by six here. You, you know, I really flirted with LSU being the strong favorite here, just just going with the upset. Yeah, and I think there's something too. Like, some there's already another team that's gone into Tuscaloosa and won this year, and it's just like I, I think there's like an attitude thing of like, okay, it's not like a, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not as daunting. But Correct. Bama has been playing good ball as of late. Correct, but they also haven't really had to do much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Josh, where do you got us? Well, once again, I'm uh, probably going to side with Jaron on this one. I think that LSU is going to do it again. Uh, I think this time maybe in a little bit more of a decisive fashion than last year, but uh, I have LSU at three. No, that's okay. I, I I wanted an excuse to pull for LSU here. Gotcha. So that puts us on the LSU side basically by two and a half uh, and kind of flips us here, Boone. Um, I, I have a feeling Alabama is going to be favored, and they are. Alabama's favored by three here. So, Boone, you're pretty spot on. Uh, but you're still with our, us on our side by a half point. Um, Correct. So we're taking we're taking LSU here, man. I, I, I will gladly take LSU. And I don't know if it's my heart speaking or not, but I that, gosh, it would be so nice for LSU to win this game just for a many many reasons. But we we whoop their freaking ass. Yeah. And then also, they they go on to beat Bama. Time, time. Yeah. Old Miss yeah. has got to be rooting for this too. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited because they lost to Bama and then beat LSU. Very excited. Very excited. All right. Well, Jared, I believe 
You have a new segment for us, is that right? Oh, that is right. Buckle in, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. This week was such a fantastic week of good matchups. Maybe not good games, but good matchups. So we're going to blow through some in what we call the speed round. Oh, boy. Oh. So, Sunday football, man. This is beautiful. All right, I'm going to go for it. Release my inner Berman. All right, here we go. Texas A&M at number 11, Ole Miss. I just think the Aggies don't have the juice like Red Cup Nation. Ole Miss, 10 and a half. Ooh, Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing Texas A&M. Uh, you know, they played okay last week. But uh, what I'm thinking here, uh, I got Ole Miss uh, three. Mm. Woo! Here's the thing. I don't trust the lane train, and neither should you. Jimbo might be a lost man, but he always has a surprise in him. I'm taking Ole Miss, but only by two and a half here. Oh, the ranch is going to be taking Jimbo down this week. That's right, baby. So that gives us that five points here, and Ole Miss is favored by three. We're on We're on the Ole Miss side here. Ole Miss only favored by three here. Okay, all right. What? We're going to move over here to Arkansas at UF. Well, guess what? Arkansas is sanctioned. Pittman's in dire need of a brawl, and they have no discernible skills whatsoever. I have UF at eight and a half. I'm seeing UF as ass. Uh, UF still licking should. their wounds from last week. Cheeks, I got baby. I got Arkansas at five. <laughs> Woo, Arkansas at five. Word. In the... Josh! I love it. Listen, UF has been licking some of those wounds after being attacked by those dogs. But listen, Florida might get distracted and might start thinking about licking some of them things that Sam Pittman's bringing to the sidelines. He'll be showing up on the sideline with those things. Florida's going to be distracted. I'm saying UF, uh, but only by two and a half years. So that puts us at uh, collectively as a group at two. Florida's favored by six. We're on Arkansas side here, boys. No! No! God! Oh, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. We're walking over there to Vatek at number 15, Louisville. Hokies in the ACC title hunt in early November. Do my eyes deceive me? But Jeff Brom will say, not today, Satan. I've got the house of Brom, 12 and a half. All right. Um, I'm thinking uh, here, honestly, just a little six and a half. That's all I got. Ooh. Ooh. Not, not much to say. Yeah, this game, uh, not, much is, not, not much to say. I don't disagree. The one thing here is, is hey, look, don't look don't look now, but Virginia Tech, they pulled this road win off. All of a sudden, they could <laughs> make it to the ACC championship. In the clear. They, they got nothing there. I, I, I will say I, I got Louisville by 13. That puts uh, us as a group at 10 and a half. Louisville's favored by nine and a half. We're going to be on Louisville side here, boys. Mm, I love it. All right, here we go. We're going to move our way up to the old college park, Maryland style. I got number 11, Penn State at Maryland, and James Franklin, you have got to get your team back to believing. Guess what? This is a good week to start. I got Penn State by 13. Let's just say I hope Maryland has fun. I got Penn State by 12. <laughs> that's, that's good to know, Josh. That's good to know. You got Penn State by 12. I want it to be fun to fun. <laughs> There's only one score out here, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, just like Kevin Sumlin on a bye week in Tampa, Maryland is about to run into some trouble. I got Penn State oh, by 10. No. Collectively, oh. that puts us at around 12. Penn State's favorite by 8.5. We're on the Penn State side here, boys. All right. What, what, what? I got 22 Kansas at Iowa State. This is tough because Iowa State is sanctioned, but I actually believe this is going to be a decent game for them. I've got Kansas in the bean, mean fighting machine at 2.5. 
I think uh, Kansas is coming back, just uh, looking for uh, uh, you know something to prove. Um, you know, after last week, still just kind of proving their relevancy. Um, I think uh, I've got Kansas at uh, six. Kansas at six. I love it, Josh. Here's the thing: Jaden Daniel might be back. Might be back for Kansas. Listen, doesn't matter if he's back or not because they got Jason Bean and he is mean. Just like Boone said, I got them at six and a half. Rock chalk, baby. Uh, that puts us at five points towards Kansas. Iowa State's favored by two and a half here, actually. So, oh. shocker. Shocker. Oh. We're, we're all on rock chalk side. Let's go. Rock chalk, Jayhawk. Rock chalk. Here we go. We got the BYU at West Virginia. Near country. Man, from Texas to West Virginia, you just receive a beating wherever you go. Tough day in the office for the Mormons. I've got West Virginia at six and a half. Country roads take me home. I got Ooh. West Virginia at three. Okay. Good pick. Good pick. Listen, the Mormons don't travel well. Only travel well when they're on a mission trip, and the only thing this West Virginia team that would be interested in from the Mormon culture is soaking. Mountaineers yes. by five. That's right. That's right. Collectively, where does this put us? Puts us uh, right around five, and West Virginia's favored by ten here, boys. We're actually oh, on the BYU no. side. <laughs> Oh, heavens! We're all soaking together, gentlemen. soaking in the tub with the Mormons. All right, we're going to move it on down to Miami at NC State. Guess what, boys? This is a trap game for Miami. They got their eyes already feasted on FSU. They're trying to go mighty full torpedo. But, however, I think I got Miami at three and a half. All right, so uh, obviously Miami's had some very questionable coaching this year. Um, I think uh, everybody's kind of waiting around for them to be exposed. I think NC State might be the team to do it. Uh, Miami's a basketball school, and I've got NC State at three. <laughs> Just like Steve Smith, my dog. You got Miami at three and North Carolina at three. All good. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I got uh, NC State uh, minus three. But. All right, there we go. Ooh, okay, so listen, we're dead even here. now. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Apparently the only thing that can inspire NC State was Steve Smith. That's a problem. Steve Smith's not going to be on game day again. I, I, my crystal ball showing crystal ball by five here. Miami winning by five. That puts us at uh, one one and a half. Miami's favored by four and a half in Vegas. So we're actually taking uh, NC State here. Ooh, buddy. Well, we're going to take it on out to the West Coast. I got number 16, Oregon State at Colorado. Good luck, Colorado. That's all I'm going to say. I got Oregon State at 13 and a half. All right. Uh, Colorado, where's your jewelry, baby? Uh, I'm going with uh, Oregon State at 12 and a half. Best line, best line. Listen, Dion talking about jewelry, talking about he might have his Louis, but man, he's got he's got some Chinatown Louis in there somewhere. He's not liking some of his players. And listen, it doesn't matter when you got Louis when you got Charles Kelly handling your luggage. DJ Uyungle, dude, fighting Beavers by seventeen here. Mm. Ooh, that we puts are, us we, at fourteen and a half. Listen, we're up. Oregon State favored by twenty four and a half points, gentlemen. <laughs> We're on the Colorado side. I'm, I'm with, I'm with the Louie. We gotta, we gotta roll the dice on that backdoor cover again. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's pull it off, Dion. All right, well to finish it out. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I got number twenty, UCLA at Arizona. Welcome to hell, UCLA. Arizona's got you for sixty minutes. Sixty minutes of playtime. I got Zona two and a half. All right, I don't know much about either of these teams, to be honest. Uh, I'm thinking uh, maybe Arizona at uh, two and a half. I'll go with them. 
Ooh, two and a half. You're just going to just ride with Ben. That's fair enough. Uh, listen, you guys are both wrong. UCLA should be favored by four and a half. Uh, Arizona's going to keep it close because they always do. But listen, you're on the wrong side of this. That puts us at one collectively. UCLA is favored by three, so we're going to ride with Arizona here. Yeah, baby. Yeah. That was good. I like that. That is that is one that is one hell of a segment, Sheriff. Thank you for drawing that up. Man, you've been really hitting these. Look at this. Speed round. Mm. Sexy. Man, that's a I think that's a good way to end the pod. So yeah, I think what we're gonna do is uh that that does it for week ten. We're gonna go ahead and uh, move on to Oh Oh, <laughs> oh baby. Oh yeah. That's what we're talking about. Can't end the week without a little bit of cheeks. We're coming at you live <laughs> from the ever hot, dry, and desolate sand pit known as West Texas. Where this pair of Texas cheeks just walked into your local saloon, hawked one in the spittoon, grabbed your shirt collar, chugged one, and is challenging your horned up frog ass to a duel. You just can't help but watch those cheeks walk away from you. And they keep you in a daze. Hell, they even confuse you. While this raider yells, Draw! And leaves your ass for the buzzards in a town they call Lubbock. This is TCU versus Texas Tech. Alright, so, Cheeks Game of the Week brought to you by Dude Wipes, as always. God love those Dude Wipes. I've got TCU at Texas Tech out there in the desolate West Texas Lubbock. Not really much to say here, you know. Texas Tech has not been what we all thought they were going to be. But Tyler Shaw is, uh, I get why he left Oregon. I mean, the guy just, hmm. One week you're like, hey, they're, nope, next week, just, oh, we hate him. TCU, on the other hand, I mean, good Christ. <laughs> Did you not recruit, Sonny? What was going on last year? You're just riding the high of being undefeated? Oh, my gosh, they're they're just... They're in these dogfight games, and then they just, like, lose. It's got to be just killing you inside. But wait, we're being blessed. It's a Thursday night game. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Thursday cheeks. I get to enjoy it right before I get my weekend slate. Hey, maybe that's what I'm talking about. So I got Texas Tech at five and a half. Mm. Love that. Josh, you got, you got any commentary on this one here? Uh, again, uh, don't really pay attention to either of these teams. Uh, TCU hadn't really ever watched them until uh, last year at the end of the season, and uh, that was about all I needed to see. Uh, you know, watch them play Colorado. I've got a, a hunch that they may know where Colorado's jewelry is. Um, you know, maybe they know where Dion's chains are, and let's just say they're not moving them down the sidelines. So uh, I'm going to oh. take Texas Tech at uh, by touchdown. Oh, damn. Smooth with it, my man. Busting it out. My man, my man uses the dude wipes. He's smooth with it. It's the Cheeks game of the week, baby. Oh. He said seven and a half. Sorry, I was, I was mesmerized. I, I, I said seven. He said seven. Seven. Okay, I got you. So listen, I, 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 sent, some, I sent a request into our stats and info department about this game, and they responded, we don't care. So oh. <laughs> I've got nothing for you. TCU or frauds, that's all I know. Uh, Texas Tech, I'm going to say is favored by one. I could say 12. You could talk me into 30. I don't care. 
never taking TCU. They're in my my permanent doghouse. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't matter what I say because Texas yeah, we're, only we're, favored by three here. We're we're easily over that, so we're uh, we're riding with Texas Tech here. Thank you, Boone and Josh, for taking me over that number because I was even if I knew that I was I was going over. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. As you recall, the old cheeks reach around. Oh has been my working gosh, quite well the for reach us. around. <laughs> the cheeks reach around has been saving our our cheeks for two weeks in a row. I forgot about that. So, son, we are taking TCU. No. Oh, no. I was so desperate to not have to root for TCU. I forgot. Here it is. Brother, third time's a charm. If this if if this happens, if, if let 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 me just say this: if Arkansas, USC, and this Cheeks curse all play out, I I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be doing this every single week. And you do the reach around parlay and the boneyard parlay. I mean, you might as well. And then on top of that, Iowa, if Iowa hits the under again, I, that might be the, one of the most golden bets of the entire football season. So I'm here for it. I want I want the trifecta. I want the Chiefs reach around three weeks in a row. Come on. Can't even get that kind of deal at, at Robert Kraft's Boca Raton Palace. Can't even get that kind of deal in Tampa. That's what Kevin Sumlin was looking for. Mm. Kevin found a deal with the devil. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me of the reach around. That's, I forgot how how much that saved us uh, in the past year. So I'm ready. I, I'm ready for this week, man. I think we got some good lines out here. I, I'm ready. We need to. We made it, We need a big week to to hit above 500 again and get back on the the right side of the season. Well, I think I think our good luck charm is going to be Josh here. Yeah, he might. Josh, you were dialed, son. Dialed in. He had, some, had a good chain reference about not being able to move. Gosh. Yeah, no, he came in with the bars. He's a learned doctor. He's out there in Duval. <laughs> Ladies, he gives consultations. Hey, yo. Skin checks, baby. That's it. <laughs> yo, baby, you got a rash on those cheeks. <laughs> Check me out on Jack's Beach. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Fellas, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to this week starting tomorrow with those cheeks. It's going to be a wild one. I will see you back here next week, ready to roll for week 11. And surely, I believe, we are going to be on the right side of things, the positive earnings Mm. once again. Until Mm. then, boys, you have a great night and a great weekend. Godspeed. Godspeed, Guys, thanks for having me. I had a blast. Thank you, sir. Anytime, but not really. Ah, yeah. Busy doing them skin checks.